field of dreams, looking at your future like a field, and you have this opportunity to apply the law of sowing and reaping, and it develops the field of dreams, the dreams that God has put in your heart. Go with me five years out. Where will you be five years from today? Think of the kind of life you think God wants you to have, the blessing, the favor, the influence, the success, all of these things that are part of living the dream that God has for you. Never shy away from dreaming big. God has made you to advance. All the way from Old Testament to New, you see that God had a plan for his people. And the only way you move forward is to have a righteous desire for more. God gave us a plan whereby that desire could be righteous. It could be God-honoring. We know that if we get selfish and greedy, that we can turn those desires to ourselves. And God will convict us of that, and that's where you are, then confront that of yourself and ask God to help you and get connected with God's dream for your life and then have that righteous desire for more and the way you go from where you are to where God wants you to be is by applying the law of sowing and reaping. It's the way that you take the little that you have and all the resources that you have, plant it like seed in the ground and it brings a harvest that's far greater than what you planted, right? It's a powerful way to advance your life so that in the blessing of God to you, it could multiply so the blessing of God through you could make a huge difference. You can be a 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold kind of follower. That's how and up to how we apply the law. Don't hear this just about money. It deals with your time. It deals with your relationships. It deals with your career. It deals with that area of focus that you have, that God has put in your life. We want to dream big. Where will you be in five years? And just imagine moving into the harvest of a five-year dream that really happens. Think of it in your walk with Jesus, your family, your finances. It's amazing where you can be in five years. Get a hold of the big picture and live now as though it's then. I've been preaching for many years, and I was taught as a young pastor, always preach to the people right in front of you and preach to the people that are on their way. That was vision for more. And it was a righteous desire because God wants to save people. God wants to see people discipled and become effective, fully devoted followers. So have that vision for a place that you've not arrived, but then bring it to where you are and start where you are. So seeds of excellence in the areas of concern right here and right now. You see, let's bring it back to this moment to where even the smallest aspect of change could create a huge difference. When you listen to a sermon like I'm preaching, you can have one voice in your mind saying, there's no way that all of that can happen because you feel like too much change is required. When in reality... It's just a few small changes that will make such a huge difference in your future. If you keep doing what you've always done, you know you're going to get what you've always gotten. So there must be a change. How do I make the change? It's called the law of sowing and reaping. It affects everything. This, to me, is one of the most powerful parts of the Bible that I've ever studied. It's fascinating it's amazing. It literally moves us into our dreams becoming reality. 
I want to take you to a passage today in the Old Testament. It's called Ecclesiastes. It was written by the wisest man who has ever lived. So turn there or push the right buttons and join me in the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Are you ready to, to receive this? Now, let's be energized and, and get this in your heart today. All right? Here's verse 1. Send your grain across the seas, and in time, profits will flow back to you. Send your grain across the seas. Go ahead and take what you have and do something with it. Notice, and in time. Paul says in Galatians, in due season, at God's appointed time, at just the right time, profits will flow back to you. What is that saying? There will be a harvest on what you plant. See that. Maybe your version says, cast your bread on the water. You take what you have, you do something with it, you submit it to God in faith, and in time, at just the right time, it returns, but it doesn't return to you in the way you sent it. You put a seed in the ground, and you get a harvest. It's amazing what the activity of God does from the time you take that action step. Maybe it's a word you say, the way you manage your time, the way you treat your spouse, the way you treat your kids, the way you set up your budget. You start making changes like seed put in the ground and God does amazing things off of those actions. The law of sowing and reaping. Let's go to verse 3 of this chapter. Because we're going to learn something about the certainty of the law. Verse 3 says, When clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. Look at me. The smartest man in the world. The wisest man who has ever lived wrote that. I'm like, what? Why did he write? (laughs) This is what he's saying. See that cloud? It's full of water. Guess what? It's going to rain. It's heavy. You're looking at me like, I'm I'm not like trying to lead you on here. I'm saying, the wisest man in the world wrote, if a tree falls, timber, boom, tree falls. You know where that tree is? Right there, where it fell. Heavy, heavy. Heavy. What is he teaching? You know, as you you read the Bible, and notice this about Scripture, you you, you don't just read it, you meditate on it. And if you're looking at that verse, what is he getting at as the wisest man ever influenced by the Spirit to write this? What is he trying to say? He's trying to show us that as sure as you know that a cloud with water produces rain. And as sure as you know if a tree falls, that's where it is. Nobody disagrees with that. If you're Republican or Democrat, you agree with that. If you're from another country or this country, you agree with that. See, there's, there's no uncertainty in that. So what he's saying is, with that same certainty that you know a cloud with water produces rain and a tree that falls, that's where it is, with that same certainty, send your grain out. Cast your bread on the water. And with that same assurance, expect that it's coming back but it comes back in a far greater way than you sent it. So have no confusion on the issue. The law of sowing and reaping works. 
There is no bypassing the law. It's at work in your life regardless of how you're working it. For you see, as long as the earth remains, Genesis 8 says, there will be planting and harvest, summer and winter, there will be day and night, cold and heat, these certainties. We're participating in day right now. We have no option. It's just a certainty. And none of us question whether or not it would happen, nor would we question with that same certainty the impact, the consistency of sowing and reaping. We're participating in sowing and reaping just like we're participating in day. It's a matter of how we're working it. And so we're being taught in Ecclesiastes 11 how to work it. With the certainty that you know it is effective, then let's avoid the tendency to make excuses for not sowing. That's verse number four. Look at it with me. Farmers who wait for perfect weather, they never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. This is the wisest man saying, even though you are convinced it works, you still can be tempted to look at the circumstances around you and find a reason not to sow. We can use excuses like if that person starts treating me the way they should, I'll start treating them the way I should. So it's circumstantial. If I ever get more money, then I'll bring order to my finances and I'll, I'll arrange priorities according to the scripture. So what I'm going to do in bringing biblical order is all about circumstance, not about obedience. And I may wait for a time that will never come. I said to a person, what are you doing about where you've been and where you are. The response, nothing yet. I'm waiting on favorable times. Listen to what we're learning here. Favorable times, a new season, a whole new life, the potential of that is locked up in the dynamic of the seed that is in your hand. Don't miss this. You, you don't wait for the favorable time so that you can sow the seed. You sow the seed so that you move into the favorable time. The favorable time is contained in the seed. You want a greater marriage? There are actions you take today as small as putting a seed in the ground that creates a better marriage, a better family. Same with finance. You start where you are with what you have. Make no excuses. And in time... You move into the field of your dreams. Isn't that a great energizing lesson that says we're not just tossed about by the circumstances of life, but we can take actions partnering with God to a preferred future. We often say, ready, set, go. Let me put that phrase up for you. Ready, set, and go. That's the way we're conditioned. But when it comes to this law, we need to rearrange it. Let's say if it said, ready, set, sow, which is kind of the way we were phrasing it last week, but I've been thinking about it. We, that's wrong. Here's the way it should be. Sow, set, ready. See, if I wait until I'm set and ready, I'll wait for a time that will never come. But if I use what I have 
and I put the seed in the ground. I go ahead and sow. Then I'm going to move to a new position. I'm going to be set and ready to seize the opportunities that come in my life. You start now. You start where you are. You start with what you have. You don't need to learn anything else. You should and you will. But you can start with the knowledge you have. You don't have to earn another dollar. Start with what you have. You don't have to learn any more about being a great spouse. Start with what you know. Do what you know. Start where you are. Don't make any excuses. Go ahead and sow that seed like a seed put in the ground. And watch how it will reposition your entire life. Children took home seed last week so that their parents could join them in learning this law together. Here's a picture of a little boy who left last Sunday. And then through the week, he and his parents, they put the seed in the ground. Other parents also took home seed, and the seed is still sitting on the shelf. The intentions are good, but circumstances didn't allow them to plant the seed. So here is my challenge to every single one of us to take that as an illustration go ahead and sow the seed don't wait two weeks from now is not going to be any better than this week tomorrow is not going to be any different than today you know what there will be things that will consume tomorrow with all kind of cares and concerns don't wait until tomorrow start today can I get an amen Start with what you have and where you are and watch God start making a difference in your life. You see, everybody wants like a tree. The Bible says that the blessed man is like a tree. Imagine a big, strong tree. Let that represent your spiritual life. Let it represent family life and financial life. Strength, dynamic, awesome. But God doesn't give us trees. He gives us seed. And the seed sown over time becomes the tree. So get a vision of where you can be in five years. Get a vision of the strength that can be in your life and begin to sow in that direction and you'll wake up living your dream. None of us are just subject to life happening to us. Biblical thinking says, I will happen to life. Everybody talks about the end times. And almost with a sense of fear about certain circumstances of end times. Are you going to let the end times happen to you? Because I do believe we're living in the end times. Or will you happen to the end times well I hope that you see you're given an option and a choice you're not just waking up every day in a position where you have no choice and life just happens to you why don't you happen to life verse number five just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb So you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. Notice, you see even in that verse, seed, and then you see the power of God, the activity of God. You see, sowing 
When you put a seed in the ground, just like that little boy planting that flower seed, then things happen that are out of our control that create what we could never create. I don't know how you can give the first tenth of your income, which is the biblical teaching of tithing, and then God can bless the 90% that you have left and make it far greater and more than the 100% of your income without the blessing of God, but I can promise you he does. You take the seed, that first tenth, and you give it, and then the activity of God, notice that phrase in verse 5, you, we don't understand the activity of God, but it happens, and when it happens, it does more than we could ever imagine. I want you to see in this verse, authority and the law of sowing and reaping. Two things that were given in the Garden of Eden. God told Adam and Eve that he had given them dominion and to take that dominion, to use that authority. And he gave them the law of sowing and reaping. He gave them seed-bearing plants. God did not keep planting. In creation, he set it all in motion. And he's such a brilliant God that within... In the harvest, there would be seed that, if planted, could produce more harvest. Within would be seed, if planted, would produce more harvest. So he gave them authority, seed time and harvest. If we can use both of them effectively, we will have an incredible life called the field of dreams. Let me use addiction as an example. If you have an addiction in your life, you must take authority. There is now a power at work that is greater than your willpower. And so now there's a thinking pattern that, is, that has been fixed like a rut on a road. There's a, a rut of thinking that has been just wedged into your mind a stronghold and your emotions have been wired up toward whatever it is you're addicted to. Your body is involved. Your whole chemical system now is influenced by that sin, that addiction. Now the first thing you have to do is take authority in the name of Jesus because even though your willpower is not greater than the power of the addiction, The power of Jesus is greater than the power of the addiction. So you take authority through Jesus' victory by way of his sinless life, his death on the cross, and his resurrection. And you apply the power of his name, his shed blood, his word to that area of stronghold and addiction in your life. And it's broken in Jesus' name. Now, you immediately apply the law of sowing and reaping. Where you have been sowing certain actions that fed the addiction, you now start sowing actions that support and resource your freedom that God has given you. See how that works? That way we don't fall into this trap that many people do, and that is just using authority never applying now the law of sowing and reaping, 
So the very next week in church and the next month and the next year and the next three years, we're still praying about the same thing. We keep taking authority, but we don't apply the law of sowing and reaping, so our life never changes. We're just in this vicious cycle of getting what we've always gotten because we're doing what we've always done. God, give me freedom. He will hear that prayer and answer it. Now start sowing a seed of accountability. Sow a seed of discipleship. Come to like a living free class that we offer every Monday night. Sow a seed of prayer and Bible study and, and faithfulness to church where you learn and you grow. And that is seed sown that supports this whole new life. And you continue that over weeks and months and a year and in years. You can't even imagine the incredible life you're going to know. And you applied authority and the law of seed time harvest. Happens in the same way with money, same way with marriage. Start where you are. The enemy wants to come into your, to the garden of your relationships, your money, and your dreams and inject all kind of toxin and poison and even destroy you if possible. Snake came in our backyard not too long ago. I walked out there and when I saw that snake, I didn't say, hmm, I shall apply the law of sowing and reaping. I said, no, I will take authority over this snake. And I did. And I eradicated that snake. I decapitated that snake. Because I'm a preacher and you want three points, I eliminated that snake. And in conclusion, that snake is no more. Okay, so that was authority. Like, quick action, take authority. Then I went and bought snake repellent. And put it all around my yard so that there could be an ongoing resistance. So see authority, seed time harvest. I have some unusual things coming up in the yard. It looks like grass, but it's, it's not the grass I want. You know what I'm talking about. So I went to the store and got what's called weed and feed. That's what I'm teaching right now. And when I put it down, the, that weed is a killer. That's authority. It's going for it. At the same time, the feed is, is supporting and giving nutrients to what I do want. And it's an ongoing process. So I'm saying, in this garden, in this field of your future, when the enemy tries to come in, take authority. When the weeds grow, take authority. And at the same time, apply the law of sowing and reaping so that you can live in a new harvest. Today, we need to address areas of disorder. And by taking authority in Jesus' name, we're going to call them into order. And we're going to support that prayer with the law of sowing and reaping. And we're going to act in accordance with our prayer. And we're going to apply the actions that bring us into alignment with the life we want to live. And through authority and the law of sowing and reaping, we're going to move forward in the field of dreams. That's hopeful, good, awesome, praiseworthy reason we come to church kind of news. You are not just subject to another week happening to you. You want your life to change. It can change. What area is out of order? Let's take authority. Let's apply the law. Now, I'm coming to a close, and our worship team is returning. 
And I want to take you back to that place five years from today. Where will you be? Let's start. Where will you be in your walk with the Lord? Think about that. You will be somewhere. Craig Rochelle has written, why not be somewhere on purpose? Everybody ends up somewhere. Few people end up somewhere on purpose. Let's be the few. Where will you be five years from now in your marriage? You will be somewhere. Why not set a goal of it being the best that you could ever imagine? Financially. Think where you could be in five years. Think about that. Come back to today. Act in ways today that move you toward that dream. You are today a result of thoughts and actions of your past. You want a new season? Then you can have it. I firmly believe that God is speaking that to us. I firmly believe that God is declaring a new season. I firmly believe that God is saying, it's right there in front of you. And he's teaching us. He's reminding us. See, take into consideration the impact of small things. Count the cost of things. Apply just what you know. Start where you are. And let it begin to work. The blessing of Jesus is called the activity of God. Just like a baby growing in its mother's womb. That is just miraculous. God, in his activity in these areas of life, will do miracles. Taking authority, what is that? That's the grace of God. It's a miracle moment. Sowing and reaping, it's miraculous over time. Process. We need the inspiration of knowing Jesus has met with us today. And out of that inspiration is the strength to work the plan. We're putting them together. In no way do I think I can pray, act the same way, and really expect a different life. But if we evaluate, sometimes that's what we're saying to the Lord. Because we pray and we don't change. Alright? No more of that. We're serious about becoming the people God wants us to be. So with your eyes closed, if you say, you know, there is an area in my life that needs to be confronted by the power of Jesus. It's out of control or it's in disorder. Maybe it's been neglected. And you want to confront that today. Would you just raise your hand? God bless you. Keep raising them. Say, that's me. God bless you. Honesty is an incredible starting place. 
want to tell you it's a new season for you. We're going to pray and believe. And the Lord's going to minister to you and he's going to help you. And then this inspiration will give you the momentum to literally aggressively go after your future and all that God has for you. So Lord, I thank you today for bringing us into this place, this atmosphere, this truth that you're saying. I receive it. And I act on it by asking you to deal with the enemy's efforts in my life and in the critical areas of life. May he be bound and resisted from from any stronghold and where there are strongholds, may they be broken in Jesus' name. And in this newfound freedom and in this grip of grace, I will now start a whole new way of living. I'll start where I am and I'll start in small ways. I won't expect things to change overnight no more than I would expect to sow a seed today and get a harvest tomorrow. I know there's a a due time for harvest to come. So I give myself to the process. I thank you for miraculous power that can work freedom in my heart right now and miraculous power over time that produces harvest. I pray that I'll be sensitive to the activity of God in my life, in these areas, and that I'll praise you and persevere as I am moving forward in my future. Lord, may we dream, and may we dream big. You have such a plan over these areas of life. May we open our heart And by faith, embrace that plan and give ourselves every day so that it can happen. Oh, Lord, I I just sense in my heart the great things you have in store for everyone in this room. No matter how much defeat there may be in their life, you can turn it around. You can change it. And you can move them to a place of incredible victory. There may be people here at the weakest they've ever been. But I pray, God, for them to know you can turn it around. You can change it and move them to a place of greatest strength. Lord, you are in the transformational business. That's what you do. From the caterpillar to the butterfly, the very metaphor you use to show us incredible change and the process of time, we're reminded even in that, in that truth that you're at work and that even in our struggle, good things are happening. Oh, hallelujah. I feel fresh power in my soul. I feel the fresh energy of God. I feel like we're going to get after it. And we're going to do what we know we need to do. We're not going to be idle in these areas of importance. We're not going to be negligent. We're not going to procrastinate. We're not going to be defeated anymore. It is a new season.
And we praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Now clap your hands in victory that God has given you. Stand and let's sing it. It's a new season. It's a new season. Let's worship the Lord. It's a new day. Yes, it is. A fresh anointing. Thank God. It's flowing my 